Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. This month, we're focusing on visibility, which is super important regardless of where you are in your creative journey. We're joined by brilliant guests, Melissa Love and Vicky Farr. Melissa runs the design space, which is website design and templates, which are beautiful and work. It's very close to my heart. Um, plus the marketing fix, which she will tell you more about. And Vicky has her own social media management business called We Are The Social and is also part of the marketing fix team. She is the wonderful community support and kick up the bum person, which might be my favourite job description ever. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you here. I'm very excited. And also, can I just say, this is the first time we've had two guests at the same time. So it could all go horribly wrong, but hopefully not. So, um, <laughs> Melissa, Vicky, tell us a little bit about yourselves in your own words. Um, well, um, <laughs> So Vicky and I are actually friends in real life too. So we've even been snowboarding Amazing. together. But um, Amazing. Yeah, oh. we've, we've kind of worked together now for quite a while. But um, aside from the work I do with Vicky, which I'll tell you about, obviously a lot of people, if, particularly if you're a photographer um, or, or a kind of creative, you might have heard of the design space where we make themes and templates for creatives. And um, that's kind of been the main thing I've focused on for a really long time. And we do build websites for people as well, but I, I love the template business. And it's kind of evolved over the years. I realized that people um, love the templates, but they didn't know how to use WordPress. So I built the course. And then people are like, hey, I've built my lovely new website. How do I get bookings? And I'm like, oh, I think people need some marketing help. So, and that's how the Marketing Fix was born, which is a membership where people can come along um, and they can just get tons and tons of help. We've got huge amounts of content. We've got a, a route, a roadmap you can work through. And one of the best things that we have is five hours of live coaching a week. And that's why... Um, that's why Vicky is here as kind of my partner in crime because, and, and not just for her own business and what she does, but she is one of our coaches and accountability people and leads the community, keeping people accountable and just generally cheering them on. And if they go a bit quiet, sometimes going and looking for them and making sure they're okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you, Vicky, tell us a little bit more about yourself too. Okay, so um, I have uh, my own business, which is We Are The Social, um, and that is primarily social media management for small creatives and entrepreneurs, um, and also working within the Marketing Fix, which I absolutely adore that community. It's such a supportive space, and I love that we can kind of keep each other accountable, you know, my co-working session on a Wednesday evening is brilliant. It's great to check in with everyone, whether you want to have a chat or whether you need some help with something. Um, but, you know, kind of helping people and getting them moving forward, getting them unstuck is kind of what puts the fire in my belly. I love it. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. And actually, I think having a community who's kind of got your back in a, in a really gentle way. So they're not... I think accountability, I've heard people sort of shy away from it a little bit because they think someone's going to shout at you, but it's not about the shouting. It's just about having that check-in and having kind of support when you need it, isn't it? And I think that's something that the Marketing Fix does incredibly well. So, yeah. I basically couldn't live without the accountability. So, yeah, the, I, I just wouldn't get things done if I didn't have to say to somebody, yes, I've done the <laughs> I'm thing. I'm going to do this and then I've done the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we do that in our brains? It's really interesting as creatives that we tend to be kind of think of ourselves as Kind of artists or lone wolves who have to work alone in our little office and you can get really really lonely 
And I was lucky that I had some mentors really on who I stumbled across who were so kind to me. And it kind of got me addicted to being in an environment where, which kind of normalizes success, where there are people at the same stage as you, maybe people ahead of you. So I kind of, when we started Marketing Fix, it was almost the thing I wished I'd had. Like I, I floundered around for a good five years going, fuck. Like I just didn't know what to do next until I kind of got picked up and taken under someone's wing. So it's kind of like the thing I wish I'd had when I was starting out a kind of sanity check. And even now I have to kind of remind myself when I'm stuck on something, go, you can get help, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I've... And I think that's something that we do struggle with actually is asking, asking for help. So having it readily available, as I mean, I said just before we started on, before we started recording that um, I am a member of the Marketing Fix one, very quiet lurking one, um, but the help is still there because everyone else talks there. You can search it, you can look for it. There's the courses and things. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really not. I mean, as I say, when I started, when I started out in business, that did not exist. It was not a thing and it was much harder to find what you needed. So yeah, I'm well, well on board with that. it's a great spot and you know it was it was wonderful a a couple of weeks ago the whole marketing fix team finally met face to face in the flesh that's very and you know all had a lovely couple of days together and you know that community element is is there from the top from all of us it's not just you know what we you know want to ensure our members get you know it it happens at the top as well which i think is really important definitely oh amazing okay so how do we and by we i mean you two (laughs) rather than me and sarah because this episode (laughs) is definitely about you um how do we encourage people to be more visible because i i think you two have got lots of different ways that you do that and i do think that visibility is something and i think actually that the reason that i've just segued not very elegantly through is because in my head i had a beautiful sequence of events where they linked which was that 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 loneliness and community where you kind of you're, you're on your own you feel like you're on your own you have to be responsible for everything um and then you are the figurehead of your business and that's that's great but that also means you sometimes I've, I've definitely seen people kind of hide from that spotlight hide from pushing themselves out there because they're scared that they've got to do it all by themselves so I feel like the community and the visibility are kind of really well linked there but do you guys have thoughts on that and, and is there I don't know there you go there's there's a topic to, to wave around and we'll see where we go from there <laughs> I promise it made more sense in my head <laughs> I don't mind. I'll talk about the foundations and then I'll, I'll kind of hand over to Vicky because I think she's really great at consistently keeping yourself visible. So mm. one of the first exercises we get people to do when they come into the membership is to change their personal Facebook profile banner to say what they do. And I don't know, if you, I don't know what you're like. like. Sometimes even now, like, I will post something on my personal profile about work and I think, oh, I'm not going to bother, bother anything. Wouldn't it be weird if my auntie sees this? And I get all self-conscious. <laughs> And also, often my mum will put, well done, darling, which makes me seem about seven under anything I post about my business. So I do have personally some hang-ups about this. But it's kind of crazy because what happens is if someone hears about you, they Google you or they look you up on social media and actually your personal profile will come up above your business name. They're looking for you. So as painful as it sometimes is, you have to really think about your digital footprint across the whole internet and just grit your teeth and at facebook by the way are actually encouraging you now to use your personal profile for business and visibility and you can even change your personal profile into a not business what is it vicky there's something you is it like um is it creators no is it professional mode that's it professional that's it that's it okay that's interesting yeah and you get more stats it increases your reach so I'm like, let's all well and truly get off the embarrassment bus about using a personal profile because people will go there first. 
And I run into lots of coaches and speakers and I go and look at them and sometimes they're perfect. Their profile picture is full of like, here's me on a motorbike trip. And I'm like, I cannot, I can't even find out you're about where you work or the about link leads nowhere. So you just have mm. to kind of think about all the touch points that people might have and really lay those foundations. So that would be my first, that's your kind of first job to go and do and now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's there's an element, there's an undertone there of get out of your own way, because I feel I feel like the thing that people, the, the, the only thing that's really preventing people doing that is kind of a little bit of fear, isn't it? Mm. I, yeah. I have to say that was, that, was one, that was one of my biggest takeaways very early on with the marketing fix. And I went straight off to go and make my nice little banner, you know, on, on, the, uh, on the top of my, and I've become really conscious of it in groups that I'm in as well. Like, I'm in like a photography group, for example, and there'll, there'll, someone will put out a referral and people will say, oh yes, you know, here's my link or something. And I want to go and have a little look and, and a nosy at their page and I, I'll hover over their name and nothing comes up. I'm like, come on, do you know, this is like, these are really sort of basic little principles, but actually so many people just don't know about them. Can I tell you a really sneaky trick? You know, people like share the link on this thread if you want some work. Um, but when you share a link, the thumbnail is always really tiny and often a bit shit. So what you can do is add an image to your link and then you get a big full size image, whatever image you like. Ah, oh, I like that. That's, that's, a, nice. that's a good sneaky trick. Like we are that. big fans of sneaky tricks. When you link shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I like that. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Over to you, Vicky. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, I, I would also sort of just say to be consistent with it. So... Mm. Um, having similar or the same profile or the same kind of profile so no not being on a motorbike or you know trying to find if this is the right person so even if you're still on the fence at least have you know the same profile picture across mm. um your social profile just to make it recognizable um, so isn't is it yeah recognizable some consistency there um you know and not put any stupid love heart graphics around it or <laughs> Like, yeah, yep. yeah. I, um, I have some graphic designer friends that get very upset about certain certain things, that certain little trends that pop up. But what can you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like Melissa's just said. This is such a big, untapped kind of audience of people mm. um, that you're not making the most of. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think that's a good call. So, is there is there a stage? Because we, I mean, our, our listeners are a really mixed bunch, as I'm sure are all of your audiences as well, um, and our own that we work with. Um, but is there a stage, like, what is the best stage to start doing that? Is it kind of pre-start? Is it when you're still thinking about it? Is it as soon as you've got something for people to look at? When When is the best time to kind of start thinking about, or it, does your visibility really need to be part of your plan? Because I, I have the sneaking suspicion, not at all from my own experience, um, that more more people than we might imagine get everything all planned out and plan out like you know brilliant business brilliant even the website which i know is obviously part of your visibility and don't actually think about how they're going to get that message into the world until a bit later on would you say that it needs to come where 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 would you say that kind of needs to start you need to start thinking about that well i think people overthink it massively the thing about the internet is you can change it at any time so just publish the damn thing you know i've i've got an amazing member who's been sitting and rearranging the deck chairs on her new website for like a year and she just wants it to be perfect and I'm like think of all the people who googled you because I recommend her all the time and can't find you whose business you don't have because you're waiting for it to be perfect mm. so don't don't wait there's there's absolutely no reason to wait ever 
It's going to be imperfect. Okay. Like You're going to update it constantly. I Every few weeks, I read something on LinkedIn and I change my bio or I read something about Instagram. It's never done. It's cool. And that's cool. It's just it's just going to change and get better. It's evolving. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that was a massive yeah, permission sure. slip there for so many people. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Like done, done is really better there. than perfect. Yeah. It's official, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's true though. I think I think we worry because I mean one of one of the best pieces of advice I ever had along those lines was you are the only person that ever sees all of your content. Like literally nobody else, not even your most raving fan, will ever see everything you put out there. So just bloody well put it up and know you're not harassing people. You're fine. Just put it out right. there. And it is, it's, it's true. And and like I say, if you hate it, you can always take it down, right? Like that that's a thing we have mo- mostly we have agency over what goes out into the internet i mean like so. i always think none of us are beyonce right like she wouldn't like put her half finished album out into the world we totally can we're not beyonce you know because we don't have i'm not beyonce i'm <laughs> never gonna be beyonce <laughs> yeah. every move we just don't yeah yeah i love that that's brilliant that's uh, actually i mean thinking like vicky as well because obviously you work with a lot of lot of clients to help them get visible do you, what sort of hurdles do you kind of see with them like trying to sort of push them forward Oh, massive overthinking of, oh gosh, what, how can I, how, how can I showcase this? You know, I had one client today that I work with, um, and she was sort of saying, I've got some really late availability in my schedule, um, but I don't want to come across as desperate, (laughs) you know, because, you know, that just looks rubbish. And I'm like, just do a 10 second story of, I've got availability this month, drop me a message, get in my diary, Mm. take it. You know, it's not, oh my gosh, July's really quiet for me right now. And um, I'd really love some more, cl-. like, just, it doesn't even need to be 10 seconds. Get it on your story, put it out there. And in 24 hours, it's gone. If you've yeah. not deleted it already and your diary's full. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, the overthinking element is huge mm. with, en- with anyone on their social and kind of wanting it to be perfect with the deck chairs on their website mm. or, you know, making their grid look perfect Mm -hmm. you know within six nine squares it's gone this is very true is is perfection still a thing is that thing that that people are still striving for i thought we'd got past that by now i mean some people are still a little bit like that you know what about this with that oh but then that clashes with that post and i'm like look if you want that kind of look that's great but if it's a hurdle or it's stopping Mm -hmm. you from posting or doing something um then you know it's not a good thing when I do um, the design space social media posts for, for Melissa, you know, we have a beautiful curated grid. And that works because it's not stopping us from moving forward. We've got a, we've got a plan. We know what we're talking about and we know what it's going to look like. Yeah. It's mm. not stopping us. So it's like priorities, isn't it? Like a, a beautiful grid is lovely, but a grid is better than no grid because it's not perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, I like yeah. that. Actually, I think I might. Dude, I mean, I, yeah, I'd love to have a beautiful grid, but then I get excited and I post things that aren't quite what I meant. Like they're not, yeah. they don't, yeah, and they work. And you know what? Some sometimes those things, the things that get the most interaction and the most, even though they don't fit perfectly into my overall. Oh, always! Look, so, I'm yeah, always really, really amazed cool. at like the the posts that seem to do better than every other post because it's I've just flung it up for for no real reason other than. <laughs> It felt quite nice, <laughs> and honest, I liked what I said. I, I, and... I said this. I said this jokingly to someone last week, but I actually, I'm, I'm seriously considering it. So I get so much more interaction on the grainy shit. Bearing in mind, I'm a photographer. I take beautiful photos, right? Like, 
I get so much more interaction on the shit photos of my cat in a, cat, in a, in a vet carrier. <laughs> like, may, maybe I would just put the cats in the carrier every week, take a few photos of them looking sad, and that can be my social media strategy, because that, that is what I get the most responses on. It's ridiculous, but no. I, I, I was just sort of joking, but... Mm. So, no, I think that's no, that's really good advice. And actually, the overthinking, I think, is something that um, we haven't really touched on when we've talked about this before, but um, we have in kind of other... and un- With other subjects. And I think, again, there's there's that that desperation to be to be perfect when actually perfect doesn't really exist does it because because you're changing all the time so what's perfect for you right now isn't going to be in a year's time or six months time anyway um and that's what i love about being a creative in whatever business you're in whatever you create you can you're allowed to change and evolve and move and grow and if that shows it in your feed brilliant you know we're human yeah and i think this it tells a story. No one finds gold on the first attempt. So, you know, for me, mm. my experience building businesses is about iteration. And that's a word I think about a lot. So you try a sales mm-hmm. page, then you do a different version. Then you try with your next event, you try a different approach and you tweak the copy and you try and you try and you iterate and you change and you tweak. And, you know, and then something will work for a while. Then suddenly it doesn't work for a while and you've got to change it again. So, you know, for me, I, I test everything again and again and again, and then after a while it stops working, then we start again. So, you know, it's, it, and Vicky will know, when we're talking about launching events, I'm often saying, oh, I don't know, this didn't work so, you know, this didn't work so well last time, what's everyone think about this? What are you hearing? What, you know, what are we gonna do for this? Should we do this or that? So, you know, the answer is there's never really a definitive right answer. So just keep going, keep, keep trying different versions of things. I love yeah, that. I, for sure. I, actually, I'm really intrigued by that, like that you talk about this iteration and like, so what sort of process do you go through to like with like, reviewing and deciding what works and what doesn't work? Because I feel like actually that's something we could all be doing um, a lot more. I know I don't do nearly enough of that. I put it out there. It doesn't work. And I go, oh, well, I'm never doing that again. You know? I was going to say, I put stuff out. And then if it doesn't work, I'm like, oh, sod that. And I, I try something completely different rather than like tweaking what's there. I, so that, that I, is a really I am very much point, the, yeah. uh, I'm the toddler out the pram, toys out the pram kind of thing, you know, rather than. We throw our toys at each other normally. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm intrigued to hear a little bit more about this. Please tell us. Okay, so I think there's two phases to this. A lot of people jump in there with a fully fledged product they're like buy my thing what and actually i find you need to kind of tease it a lot more so you might have seen me recently well you, you'll see you know when i'm thinking about something because i'll put up a post in one of my groups saying hey who's having who's struggling with this and would like to know more about this subject so i've just done it recently we're putting together this different way of building a website who's interested tell me more what are you thinking what do you put and people go oh wow that's really interesting and if i get if it's like crickets i think i'm not going to build the damn thing and I will quietly retire that idea and not take it any further. Um, mm-hmm. if, it, if we run the idea and we launch something and it sells okay, I guess my question always with these things is, did it make me any money? And I'm, I'm not as hugely money focused, but you know, I've got a team now that I have to pay. So I have a responsibility, which I didn't have before when I could just do any old stuff and see what stuck. So I have to kind of have a bit more certainty. And I do that through research, through gently floating ideas, sending out little mini surveys, seeing, seeing what the comments are on my organic posts and see what questions people are asking. So it doesn't, you don't have to announce some big thing. You can kind of nip away at the edges, planting seeds and just seeing what the vibe is with, before you build something. Okay. What are your thoughts? Because I'm, I'm curious, because I've, I've, I've heard both ways 
um, kind of lauded and I, I'm still not sure quite where I sit on the fence but that concept of making your thing visible and then kind of building it as it sells rather than finishing it before it's read, before you allow anyone to actually pay you for it where do you, where do you sit on that spectrum? Oh hell yeah 100% ask build it as you go along Vicky's in the middle as you go oh, okay. just kind of come through that process so I'd be interested to see Oh, I'd love to hear more because, as I say, I've, I've heard people kind of rave about both ways, and I've I, I, yeah, and I I've have done to admit, bits of both, I so. find it slightly terrifying that this idea of putting something out there and then building it as you go because maybe that's the ADHD thing. But yeah, I'm well, the last time the last time I did it, I accidentally bought a house and renovated a house in the middle of it, and it did not go well. I'm probably not going to do that again, but I feel like I could do some encouragement <laughs> yeah. around it. But no, I'm really curious. What's what? What are you? What are you building? If you're able to tell us about it, and how how are you structuring that, Vicky? Yeah, so um, the one of the main things that I adore so much in the marketing fix is the accountability and kind of helping people and moving for moving them forward. So not in a coaching perspective. It's a look. Here's some things that you might want to implement within your workflow, or just give them that lovely what was it? Um, the lovely kick at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my business that I'm working on at the moment and will be launching very soon is a mentoring and accountability um space um so it's not coaching it's not here's how well other than you know here's how we can make your content marketing work better for you work harder for you but actually give them the tools and the knowledge and you know the gentle kick at the bottom when they need it um but i came through that whole process over the last six months of does anybody want this? Mm. I mean, I could put it out there, but does anybody actually want that? So I did some research on it uh, within um, the marketing fix group with um, other people in my creative community. And they were like, yeah, I definitely would want that. Um, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. But so th- when that is live and launched, there may be tweaks to that of actually that's not going so well, or this is going really well. And, you know, being able to tweak that and, mm you know it's not in print it's and also i guess to respond respond that. to what people want and respond to what your what the yeah, people yeah. Who, who are in there what they're telling you that they they would like yeah i like that exactly that exactly yeah. that so i would also just float the concept of a minimum viable product and or beta testers so normally with some i've just currently our new product which is a kind of cloud-based set of layouts and sections to make it really easy to build pages on your website i've got about 20 people beta testing it giving me private feedback and giving me confidence that actually now is the right time to launch this thing. If I got crickets from them or they weren't like, whoa, this is amazing, I wouldn't be launching it. But so I, I, I love operating in that closed beta environment. I feel really confident doing that before I put myself out there. And it just validates that, yeah, this is a product that people want. And of course, you can then say, well, people, have, some people have said, I want more of this. I'm like, great, tell me more. Tell me exactly how you're going to use it. So you, and, you know, even if you launch, and of course, when you launch something, if you think about launching, I don't know, for, for the photographers at their presets or a course, what you can do is, of course, offer a much lower rate, a founder rate, which gets people in the door. They understand it's not the finished product. And it gives you, I mean, and this is entirely up to you. I work better with a deadline. So I'm happy being, like, say, one or two weeks ahead, knowing I have to produce next week, next week's module or part of the course and, and drop that. So if, if you hate deadlines, it stresses you out. Don't do that but you can still do plenty of research before you build anything. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like that. I think that's, I mean, actually I ended up, I think I went kind of like halfway when I made my own course because 
Vicky well knows I was going on about it for over a year about making this course and it nothing ever happened. <laughs> and eventually, actually, I think Melissa, you probably know about this too. I'm, I'm sure I probably bent your ear about it a few times. But once I finally decided, here's a date, this is when it's coming out and it putting adding putting that deadline definitely really helped and actually it went out unfinished that was um i think i did about half of it before i i uh, the the launch date so it went out incomplete but i sold it as that it's an incomplete thing there's going to be stuff coming uh being added to it so um that was really useful and i i, I mean i was terrified the whole time about it but <laughs> <laughs> but I got there. It's the just end. that self-doubt, isn't it? Yeah. And criticism that, you know, we all have on our shoulder yes, of this needs yeah. to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Why have you not done this? Yep. You know, it's it applies to everything. And uh, me the, me included, yep. you know, with my um mentoring and space that I'm like, oh I really want this and I'm just constantly evolving it and I'm like, just get it out there, just launch it. Um, so no, it happens to us all. Good. No one's perfect. It's good to hear that. I'm, I'm always good yeah, to hear it that is. it happens to everyone. So this is a lovely permission slip filled episode already, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> We need we need them. We need we need not things you. We, we, one of the things we keep lamenting actually is that there's loads of stuff in business and in life and creativity that you can't just learn and then you just know. Um, apparently, you have to keep learning it. You know, month after month and week after week and yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's good, but I think that's definitely one of those things. But no, thank you for that. That's that's really cool. Um, I've got about eight questions I want to ask. So Sarah, Go. do you have anything no, slightly no. more coherent? Oh, you've got, no, oh, you're, oh, you've got okay. like eight questions all in one? or are you I've gonna... got like eight in my head and I'm not quite sure which one I want first. So do you have anything specifically coherent or can I launch into <laughs> the first of my million questions? I think I, I do have one that's really sort of very specific towards visibility and um, especially talking to two people who are, you know, working in the marketing fix and, and with all of the things that it does. I'm really curious to know, like, um, I, I think one of the biggest things I see people struggle with with visibility is this idea of it's social media is, is, the, is the big one that I think so many people struggle with. And I know there are people who would quite happily just ditch everything as far as social media is concerned. And I just I would like to know like what your thoughts are as talking about from a perspective of visibility and getting yourself out there. Do you think it's like completely necessary or can you live without? Can you? I don't know. You kind of run with that that thought. See what you. Th I don't want to put any words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, there needs to be some marketing in your business, mm. well, whatever that is. Whether you are doing keywords, plowing money into that. Whether you're doing Facebook ads, Instagram. You're now on Threads. Oh, yes. Wherever your kind of audience is, you know kind of brings me back to collating that data. Mm -hmm. So where I have a, a client who has an email list, that email list is theirs. The big Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn giants don't own that. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's been a situation recently whereby two clients of mine have lost access to their Facebook page. Yeah. That's slightly terrifying. Um, and 28 days later, this lady got access to her Facebook page back. And That's she a long was time in a small business. A long time. Because yeah. they say after 30 days, they're just going to ditch the page anyway. And she'd been hacked and her security permissions were not, you know, bolted on. But that's just how easy it can happen. But what she had was over a mailing list of a thousand people. Her res my response to her was, have you emailed your list? The list is yours. No one can take that away from you. You know, you can't be locked out of that. 
you know, that data is there and you've worked hard to get it. That's where you need to be. So if, for example, you didn't want to hang out on Facebook or Instagram or any of the other um, social media platforms, you know, how are you going to get your clients? If you're getting your clients by selling on a street corner with some leaflets, great. But you're still spending money on marketing for that. Mm. So whether that marketing is printing leaflets off and advert in the local press, whether you're um, spending an hour a week of your, of your time, which again is still an expense of your business, whether you want to do that um, on a social media platform to gain more exposure, to make yourself the expert in your field, whoops, um, or you, know, you want to drive people to your lead magnet, which will then increase your emailing list. So for me at the moment, my sort of advice and, and kind of really honing into that is creating an emailing list is gold. Mm. You know, mm. And whether that is you're on your Instagram, adding value, giving tips, helpful advice, driving people to your newsletter, to your monthly whatever, your tip of the week, you know, that, that data's yours, more or less. Um, and Melissa, you, you, your business has, you know, thrived on your, your email your mailing list. list. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've floundered around for a long time trying lots of different things. And you, if you've ever heard me on another podcast or on stage, um, I tell a story of how I lost literally all of our life savings on a failed business because I didn't have a system. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I went to a kind of marketing retreat and the people there said, you, you have to build your list. I'm not, we're not being funny. There is no other way. So I, and I went in a year from two subscribers, which one of them was my mum and the other one was me just doing some tests, to 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> and I launched my first course and I sold £30,000 in a week. It was, it was literally nuts. Wow. And, um, but, and with it, but people often say, Melissa, you always gloss over that bit. Like, how did you get from two to 2,000? And the answer is there's kind of three ways. There's only ever three ways in marketing to do something. The first one is your personal reach. So your personal reach might be on Instagram, it might be on Facebook, it might be on Twitter. For me, it, I used those organically to get my first 500 subscribers and I was absolutely shameless. I called in every favor. I pimped myself out to groups. I'd go and turn up anywhere where someone would ask me to open an envelope and talk about you know, my lead magnet. So I, I kind of toured this lead magnet around the internet calling in favors till I had enough people. I think I hit Five, 750 on my own and then I use that to build a lookalike audience so that's the next thing your next thing is so personal reach then borrowing other people's audiences um, so I, I got people with big groups to get me in there I got people so kind of that's your kind of your, and the, the final thing is pay to play you know so I spent once I had enough people on my list I could feed that into the Facebook Instagram machine and make lookalike audiences and get some grow my audience that way so I invested relatively little I think I spent about 500 pounds that first year to get from two to 200 it was let me say it was way easier and cheaper back in back in those days but yeah it was those three techniques really my own personal reach calling in favors then like people I knew and then paying to kind of increase that audience and it's where you're most comfortable yeah so what would you what would you say then to people who of like I'm, I, I know Cara and I have had conversations all the time where we're like oh I could just get rid of social media it just drives me up the wall you know what would you say to those people because it, it, it sounds like you, it's, it needs to be part of your visibility to be able to yeah, but but are we placing I think maybe some of us are probably placing too much 
um, like emphasis on it or too much yeah importance that's the yeah so yeah how would you what would how would you answer those people then that are saying oh i just i could just throw the whole thing in the bin right now because it's driving me crazy well there's nothing stopping you doing that (laughs) That you know if you if you if you don't want to hang out there then don't (laughs) hang out there but then you know as part of your marketing machine how are you going to talk to existing clients new clients yeah you know if you don't have a list for example Mm. Um, how are you going to communicate with them? You know, yeah, there, okay. there has to be some form of marketing Something. and so, it's uh, what you're most comfortable with, I think. Okay, so that leads into one of my, like, 30 million... Oh, sorry, go on, Melissa. Well, just really quickly say, some of my clients that we build funnels for only do paid ads, but those paid ads look like content. They're the kind of little videos you can see in your Instagram stories that they're just talking to camera. You don't think it's an ad, but it is. It's just there. They pay to be in front of people they want to be in front of they don't post loads regularly they just pay to put it there okay 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 so yeah because my that that also feeds in so i'm really curious to what what both of you um, and whether your answers will be similar actually as well so i think one of the things that um people struggle with um with certainly when i've when we've talked um even when i've talked to people who've everyone i talk to really whether they've gone ahead with a shoot whether they haven't gone ahead with a brand shoot their concern is trying to be everywhere all the time and how exhausting that is and often that's that's one of the drivers behind wanting brand photography wanting content wanting recommendations for that kind of stuff wanting a new website um all of those things um and this being everywhere all the time feels i think i've heard it a lot this last week with threads because a, a lot of people are like, oh my god it's another thing to be on and the the question that i have i know that you don't have to be everywhere all the time but the very specific question i have um because of the um the expertise that you guys have is if you are going to choose your choose your channels to focus on because we realistically when it's just one of us you don't have a team you can't be everywhere is it better to be registered like to protect your name and be registered on the channels that you're not going to be active on and kind of direct people to your mailing list or where you are active or is it better to just not exist on the platforms that you're not likely to use Sorry, it's a very specific question, but it's, it's, it's one that's come up a lot this, this last couple of weeks with threads and it's come up before with other new stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That makes me feel better because we, we, we can't reach a consensus. <laughs> no, it's... Um, I mean, from, from somebody that has... that repurposes content in various mm. different ways, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can do that. You know, one piece of content and over, it can yeah, be delivered over. in many, many different ways. Um, but I find, well, each platform has its own sort of genre, type of person, type of client. Like, mm-hmm. if I was targeting my mum, I'd be straight on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She was, she, Instagram, Twitter, not, not interested whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, um, one... A girl I know who um, I, I've tried, I'm communicating with now, she doesn't have Facebook. And she's like 21, 22. Oh. Um, so she's all about Instagram. So it's kind of where your demographic is. Mm, okay. You know, if I was wanting to appeal more to corporate clients or have a slightly different um, genre of, of clientele I want to approach, then I would heavily invest in LinkedIn. And use the content there in a different way that would use it on Instagram. Mm. So it is it still that targeting targeting your audience rather than trying to That's do all the things part, everywhere? Isn't it? All yeah, the time. Mm. yeah. I mean, you know, there are some clients of mine that uh, would solely be on LinkedIn. Mm. 
not interested in Instagram. And if they did attempt it on Instagram, it wouldn't work. Mm. And vice versa. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do okay. jump in and grab my, my, my usernames so I can safeguard them. But it's really interesting. Yeah. Over the last, I've not been interested in Instagram for ages, but I was at um, a conference on Friday that was for people who do public speaking. I do a fair bit. I thought this looks good. Got in, got LinkedIn to death. People are like, what's your LinkedIn? What's your LinkedIn? I'm like, cool. I'm gonna have to take this seriously now. Actually, maybe it's time. Like a lot of our clients are now bigger businesses, and I get booked for events. So yeah, things change. Like I've had no interest in it until now, but it's pretty cool actually. And this. Actually, to be fair, I've, I've been to a couple of bigger networking events recently and um, a lot of people who I would have had down as Instagram people, they followed my Instagram and then instead of having a business card, they were like, oh no, here, you can scan my LinkedIn and get everything from there. And I was like, oh, I should get the LinkedIn app because I don't have social apps on my phone because they all live on my <laughs> tablet, so I don't look at them constantly. Um, and of course, I didn't have the tablet with me and that, that was that was interesting. I ended up taking a photo so I could scan it later on, which was just a slightly surreal, like I'm living in the future experience. Um, but yeah, okay, so I, yeah, that's, that's, that's useful to know because I think I think sometimes as well like the barrier one of the barriers to visibility can just be overwhelmed like there is so much out there that you can do um like what, what do you do first what do you do what and it's easier to just hide isn't it it's easier to just kind of hide in a hole and not but that's not going to get your business any traction um so my my next question if that's all right sorry I'm not just firing questions I just everything you're saying is making me ping um <laughs> is I'd love to know your thoughts any thoughts on authenticity and visibility mm. and being kind of your whole self out there because I have seen it work exceptionally well and I've seen a lot of people get very anxious about it and I've had seen a lot of people get very angry about it um and I'm just really curious to what you guys think um about having you know um yeah authenticity and visibility and and, and bringing bringing elements of your bringing elements of your personal life into your business or bringing all of your personal life into your business and kind of warts and all um and i'm yeah I'm, i've no idea where you're going to sit on on that so i'm, I'm really curious if you have any thoughts or, or advice melissa or... do you want to go first um yeah sure I, I i grew up a massive people pleaser and thought i had to impress everyone how professional i was my first website I talked about myself in the third person like a total loser it's just ridiculous <laughs> and one day we still love you it's fine <laughs> <laughs> don't do it anymore but when when i was launching the martin fix the night before i held a little opening party like a launch party zoom and i told people the story of how i lost all my money like all of my money and my husband's money on this stupid business venture i'd never told a soul not i told my best friends let alone tell 300 people on a live zoom and i was terrified and the, the response was overwhelming. People were like, that's amazing. I never knew that. That's so thank you for sharing. That sounds awful. I'm like, it was awful. But here's what I learned. That's why I'm doing launching this thing. And it was so liberating. I kind of had a little cry afterwards. It was just such a hard time. And but I'd let I'd given time to heal. I'd, I'd healed from it. Mm. Um, and that kind of that that the launch that was the launch where no, it wasn't the launch. I'd had that launch where I earned that amount of money back again. It was almost like karma restored itself. So I've been through that healing process. But um, from then on, I was like, I'm massively addicted to oversharing. <laughs> I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do. I write like a brutally honest Monday morning email, which is like... I love your Monday morning emails. They're fabulous. <laughs> so, you know, I never talk about things like gun control or politics in anywhere near my business. I'm... I don't share things that my family, they wouldn't wish anyone else to know. There's lots of things that are really private. 
And so, you know, it's not like completely, be completely unfiltered. I've seen some things in the last year or so where I think, mm, I don't think that's going to land well with your clients. Um, you know, so I, I'm for, I'm for being personal and being as authentic as you can whilst protecting your sanity and your, your privacy. Mm. Okay. I like that. I like that. What about you, Vicky? Same, you know, when you see a person online, that's who you're buying. So, you know, I am very kind of warm, open, friendly, everyone's a lovely or, you know, very soft. Um, and that has gone through every bit of my marketing. Um, you know, in my previous life, I was in the corporate financial services industry. Oh, me too. So, you know, having that knocked out of me took mm. a while. You know, how I spoke was how I wrote a financial planning report. Who, who the hell wants to read that? And no, nobody actually speaks like that, even in that world. Nobody speaks like, like that. It's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. <laughs> so, you know, having... Oh, sorry, Vic. Carry on, carry on. No, it's okay. So having, um, you know, being authentic, you know, doesn't mean you have to say F in every other word if that's your personality. I, I kind of get that and... Melissa and I have a mutual friend who is who she says she is. And when you look at her profile, you know exactly that's what she's going to rock up and talk like and be like and behave. Um, and that's who she wants to attract because she doesn't want to rock up at a wedding and be like, oh, you're nothing like the person that we thought you were. Or So it's, it's that being authentic, but also getting across your personality in a way that's going to connect you with somebody else. So, you know, Melissa's mundane motivation um emails that she sends out are a freaking hilarious story 90 percent of the time with a spin on it of how you can apply this in your business yes. you know there's a, there's a business twist yeah. to that so it's still it's relevant but it's it's authentic but it's, it's relevant, relevant is, is what i'm getting yeah. that. yeah yeah which is really good yeah. no I'm, I'm delighted because we, we had a whole episode about professionalism where we kind of actually it turned into a little bit of a rant about how we've been told to be professional and our definition of professional is you know what we what we're good at not how we bloody well dye our hair or whatever um and yeah, i think yeah. that's and it's the same with you know bringing what you talk about i wear a unicorn horn to um business meetings and that has lost me as many clients as it's got me but the clients that can't cope with that are not going to cope with a four-hour shoot with me so that has worked really well um but yeah. like you it took me some time to to lean into that and i'm, I'm delighted that you both have a similar uh, similar yeah, outlook because yeah, yeah. i think it's actually and i think it's getting more important with all the noise that is out there um it's yeah it's it's being there's only one you right yeah. it's, it's a cliche for a reason yeah exactly yeah. you know i could no, I don't think I could talk corporate if I tried right now. I'm quite pleased to hear oh, that. I mean, it'd be very Thank funny you. to hear the attempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny, very funny. Um, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to be the what's and all of everything. You know, if, if you know, there are some times posts that I think... It sounds okay, like yeah, how could I put a spin on that? It's like finding those boundaries, isn't it? Really, and, and I guess everyone has their own personal boundaries, but uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I would I never put it's... my my fam, my niece and nephew on there, you know, on my social. No, I was going to say, don't I need to be on there. Even, or even talk, talking about, I often talk about all my various nibblings, um, which is the nieces and nephews of my, well, the children of my of my friends because I don't have siblings. Um, 
but I wouldn't ever put pictures of them up. But I might talk about. So it's, it's I guess it's having that and, and, and knowing, yeah, being very clear. So no, that's really helpful. Thank you. I, yeah. I, and I have a purpose. You know, it's what's the reason you're posting this today? Yes. Yeah. What's what what are you telling this story for? It needs to be a connection there for some for something. Whether that yeah. is, I I need a recipe for an apple pie because mine's just fallen out of the oven, or something. Yeah. There needs to, to be, be a connection to it, and just, a reason yeah. for that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, for sure. I like that. I was just going to add, it has to be sustainable as well, because sometimes I see people on Instagram who post, like, beautiful kind of self-portraits with a deep and moving exploration of where they are in their life's journey, and I think, oh, I wish I'd kind of lived like that and what wafted around an apartment with all beige and an angry architecture, and I think, well, I don't. So you have to choose. I've kind of chosen, not a persona, because it's definitely me, and I think people would say I'm like this in real life. I'm trying to be your your funny but knowledgeable friend is that's kind of my test like is this going a bit far or is this a bit wacky like is it just too like self-indulgent that I'm like bring it back because that's a persona that, that's the me primordial I can do that forever and if that that's at the expense of jumping around on TikTok pointing and lip-syncing I can't really do that and I can't waft around my Scandinavian apartment because my house is filled with pets and children I can't, I can't do that either. So I've, I've made my choice and I'm, I'm choosing consistency in that, that kind of voice. And again, that, that builds into that recognition, which I think is something that is often overlooked and like both of you have brought up, which I think is really important, is that actually to, to start so that when people do see you, whether that's your profile, whether that's a post, whether that's a, an email that you've been sent, that they instantly recognise that it's coming from you. That's that's kind of gold in visibility terms, isn't it? And um, and I feel like that, that persona is that authenticity relevant authenticity is, is very much part of that thank you that was very insightful i was i was fine towards the end of these i'm like oh, i've got so many notes i want to go and do all the notes however sarah, sarah over to you me? for the oh, useful yeah. bits well <laughs> the sensible bits uh, well i am going to kind of wrap things up because i'm very conscious of our lovely guest's time so is there we have there's two kind of questions we usually round off with before we ask you for your links and bits and pieces one is um is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you would like to include in in the uh in the in the recording is there anything that, that you want to talk about um, at all and the other thing if there isn't is what's one takeaway you'd like for our audience to uh to to go off with one little piece of knowledge obviously talking about visibility marketing all these things that perhaps maybe you would have liked to have known early on mm. Um, I think I can answer both those questions in one. So we have kind of touched on it. Like, some people have heard me mention this term, like, you can't just wait around hoping to get lucky and go viral and somehow your business is going to magically take off. You know, that's what I call luck marketing. It's just, you know, hoping people see it. You have to engineer that. And to do that, you have to build a system. And that system is having a very simple, very simple marketing funnel consisting of a freebie, and a list, bit of list building, and uh, I don't know any other way. And I've met lots and lots of really, really clever, really marketers who I really admire. And that's the only way to build a significant business. And that's the bad news. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but also the good news because otherwise, you know, if there were lots of other ways, it would get very confusing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad news and the good news. There you go. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like a like a golden nugget to aim for. In, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm ambivalent. It's good and it's bad. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? Anything else to add to that? Well, I would just say, 
just do it. Just crack on and do it. And just be you. Mm-hmm. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. Mm. Don't, you know, if threads are not your thing, don't go there. Yeah. If TikTok's not your thing, don't go there. Go where you're most comfortable because that's when you're most likely to do something about it. So whether that is your email marketing, okay, get people on your list. Follow them in through a lead magnet or through your a social media profile. Um, and yeah, just authentic and be you. Like authentic is like kind of thrown around quite a bit at the minute, but just be you. If you say F every other three words, then crack on. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to rock up to a uh, networking event with a unicorn hat on, do it. Absolutely. You know, the people that stick around are your people. Yeah, if I want to say lovely after every sentence, uh, people that hate that won't stick around. And that's kind of then, I feel like, a really nice note to, to wrap up on because that feels like the point of it. You know, we talk about getting out there, we talk about getting your message out there, and obviously, ultimately, if we're in business, um, we want sales, right? We, we need the money to come in at some point. But actually, it feels like the kind of core point of visibility is to find the people who need what you're offering or and who are going to connect with you. Because, as, as I said to someone actually just this morning, whatever you do, there's probably several hundred thousand million of you um so it's not necessarily the service it's it's how they connect with you and how you do that service right that that makes the difference and so that that feels like a really good um a really good core thing to remember because visibility is still i don't it is it's a terrifying subject for a lot of people mm. but i hope that this episode has helped to demystify it a little bit and de, de-scare it a bit because yeah. people think they need to be, be doing right. tiktoks and pointing and mm. all of this silliness um if that's your bag some people some people do that very naturally and they love it i try and do it and i look like an absolute tick so i mean i don't know maybe maybe that's where i need to get some people by looking like a tick but i do that in other ways so it's fine yeah Yeah. no no that's that's very very wise look like a tip but do it in a way that feels comfortable to you that's comfortable with your unicorn hat i will will take that away (laughs) no that's amazing thank you yeah so so yes Lastly, then, may, could you, and I'll, I'll let you fight over who goes first, but um, can you let us know um, where we, um, so that the section in the show notes is um, get more person in your life. So get more Melissa and get more Vicky in your life. Can you let us know where they can find you, um, anything that you want to tell them about, any offers, any um, freebies, any where they can get on your mailing list, because that feels massively, massively, massively relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fire away and I'll translate them all into links. Um, well, what I thought I'd do is, if, if you're interested about this list building malarkey, um, I'm just going to give everyone who's listening a free month inside the marketing fix. I think that's easy. Mm. So you can come and meet Yay, it. Amazing. You can get five hours of coaching a week. You can work through. We'll we'll produce a personalised plan for you uh, to tackle your marketing. So when you're ready, come along to the marketingfix.co. That's co. And use the coupon. Um, I've made a special one for you called Reboot Forty Five amazing thank you so amazing. much and, and can i just say as i think I, I am i a founding member i think i got i hopped on quite early on yeah it was one of those things i saw the price <laughs> and i went well that's no brainer i'm signing up so. <laughs> same same with that <laughs> and i have but not actually, regretted would... it ever since is what i've said I've, no. I've been a member now for however many years it's been and it is a it's fabulous community it's just that like, the community is one of the best things i'm going to rave about it now because i want everyone to get this yeah. month free because it's fab- fabulous and abs- absolutely the same. Um, I would say the only danger is that you will do the month free and you won't want to leave because there is just so much in there. That's not and, a danger. Um, it's a good Sarah thing. And I, 
it's a good thing it's, it's a good danger it's a good danger but um sarah and i i think are two very different sides sarah dives in she does lots of stuff she goes to a lot of the um um the things the, co- the co-working and the coaching and all the stuff that goes on um i do very little of that stuff and i still get massive value out of it and melissa did not pay us to say this this is we, yes. we went we went after her for this episode <laughs> so, um but um yeah I, I would say definitely definitely take that up and thank you melissa that's a really yeah, lovely lovely offer to have perfect Vicky? And where where can we find yeah. you? Where can they find you personally oh, yes. if they want to follow you. you? Me? Yes. Oh, just kind of probably best is to find me on Facebook. Just um, I'll I'll accept any old friend request, and um, <laughs> or just message me. You know, or I'm on we're on, we're on Instagram under the Design Space Co. You know, I, I respond to DMs, whatever. Just come and ask me any question you like. Fabulous. Brilliant. Thank you. Cool. Vicky, Vicky. tell us about your where, where we can find you too. Okay, so um, you can find me at um, my website, wearethesocial.co.uk, um, hanging out on Instagram. Again, send me a DM. I love chatting. Probably guessed that already. Um, and yeah, you know, there's, there's whole heaps of, of loveliness on there um, and new news to come soon. But there is a, a seven-day social, um, which is basically seven days of prompts, prompts that actually mean something um caption ideas um and i will guide you through that every step of the way if you need it and yeah come and find me over there i would love to connect with these lovely listeners and to help them move forward and get rid of the uh the tumbleweed in their content marketing yes excellent love that i love it love that i also can vouch for the seven day marketing Mm. thing as well because that was fat i went through that brilliant lovely Mm wonderful thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much ladies it's been wonderful to have you you on i'm glad we finally got to do this yes definitely and it's been gloriously meandering but in a really good way i feel like we've covered a lot of ground and i'm very grateful to you both for um for being so open and and willing to share so yeah it's also lovely seeing you guys interact together because we don't we don't see as many people who are friends who run things together as we'd like to so yeah that's that's been lovely as well (laughs) <laughs> right Carla should we do our um, our awkward little wrap up now that we always seem to manage to <gasps> it do? really should be better after six flicking episodes <laughs> six flicking seasons yes definitely okay so um, we would love it if you could like us share us subscribe to us um, rate us five stars please we don't we don't want any of these like non five star ratings yes. um, and that's it now I've completely forgotten what I'm supposed to say next next we just well. say thank you for, very much for listening and thank you bye there we go goodbye (laughs) see you next time thanks so much for listening we'd love for you to rate us review us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app five stars please Uh, where can people find us online sarah we are on facebook and instagram at creative reboot co and we also have a facebook group which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes just search for creative reboot group and you can also go to our website creativereboot.co where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.